Good morning. It's uh, Wednesday, April 6, 2022. Wednesday, April 6, 2022. Uh, Slava Ukraine, Eroim Slava. Um, PVTV, Political Views TV podcast. Sorry I'm a little late today. Uh, got a lot of stuff going on. Um, Political Views TV podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Uh, tell your friends to Google those four words. Political Views TV podcast. I'll show up right at the top of the search. Uh, man, do I appreciate you. Thank you so much for coming. I, it's really nice of you. Uh, and if you can, uh, bring someone with you today or tomorrow. Tweet to me questions or insights or come fight with me at Cyberclops. C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. Russia has intensified uh, its strikes on the south and east of the country. Uh, the Luhansk region uh, governor has urged civilians to evacuate while it's safe, predicting a larger Russian uh, assault to come. Uh, wow, south and east? It's almost like it's almost like they're going to try to hold on to the Black Sea. Who would have thought about something like that? Anyway, thousands of people are trying to flee Ukraine, uh, uh, Ukraine's Donbas region as Russia intensifies its shelling uh, over there in the country's east and south. Russia targeted Ukrainian army positions and civilian infrastructure in Borysk, uh, Novohansky, Solotki, Marinka, and Zolota uh, Niva all in the Luhansk and Donetsk regions, uh, according to the uh, general staff of the Ukrainian armed forces. Now, those two regions, uh, Luhansk and Donetsk, those are those two regions that have been taken over by separatists since 2014 when Russia, Russia invaded. That's in the southeast uh, corner of uh, Ukraine. The situation in Mariupol, is getting worse. Today's UK Defense Minister, uh, Ministry said Russian airstrikes are continuing. A statement from the ministry posted on Twitter said the humanitarian situation in the city is worsening, adding that the roughly 160,000 residents still trapped, I thought it was 100,000, but I guess still many have not gotten out, uh, are still trapped in the city have no electricity, heat, water, or ability to communicate with the outside world. Uh, when it was snowing, they would melt snow to drink, but the snow is gone. So it, it's just getting very bad. And I'm sure people are, are dying left and right. And Russia is repeating the 1930, was it 31? When, uh, 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 when they killed seven uh, million Ukrainians? by starving them to death? Is that is that what it was? Uh, Russian forces have prevented humanitarian access. The ministry described it as an effort to pressure the city to surrender, and they ain't doing it. Now that I have your attention, let's try and fix the world. Uh, the EU and the US are preparing to levy new sanctions on Russia after evidence of war crimes allegedly committed by Russian forces in the Ukrainian uh, town of uh, Bucha were evident where some 300 civilian bodies were found on streets and in mass graves, some of them tied from behind and shot in the head. European Commission President, by the way, I have something to say about whether or not uh, Russia planned this, planned war crimes in advance. And we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, European Commissioner, uh, Commission President Ursula von der Leyen said, 
The sanctions from the EU will include a ban on Russian coal imports, which are worth about $4 billion annually. The move is significant for the EU, which imports nearly 20% of their coal from Russia in 2020. Some still say this isn't enough, uh, as the EU companies uh, still, uh, uh, to buy oil and gas from Russia, uh, providing it with billions of dollars weekly. NATO Secretary General Jen Stoltenberg said the alliance is preparing to support Ukraine for the long haul, saying there's no indication Putin has changed his position. Uh, Stoltenberg said the war, even once it ends, will have long-term impact on the security of the alliance because, uh, and this is quote, because we have seen the brutality, we have seen the willingness by President Putin to use military force to reach his objectives, and that has changed the security reality in Europe for many, many years. Uh, European Council Chief Charles Michel told the European Parliament that Measures on oil and and even gas will also be needed sooner or later against Russia, in addition to the coal import being uh, discussed by the EU. The new sanctions uh, package proposed by the EU will require approval by all 27 member states. The U.S. is scheduled to announce new sanctions that would ban all new investments in Russia. The measure measure would also sanction Russian state-owned enterprises and financial bodies, as well as Russian government officials and their family members. Uh, I wonder if that will stop Wall Street investments. Um, you know, if they're going to have 27 member states are going to have to approve it. Uh, that's going to be difficult because some of those states need uh, coal, they need oil, they need, uh, they're uh, desperately, they can't survive without it. And unless they get it somewhere else, they may not vote for it. Uh, German Chancellor Olaf Scholz told Parliament Germany is having confidential talks with Ukraine's leadership about uh, security guarantees it can offer Kyiv to ensure its stability after the Russian invasion. Uh, Schultz said, according to translation, uh, we are in talk, uh, talks on guarantees with Ukraine. These talks are confidential. So I guess he didn't say much about it. Uh, Schultz also said that Germany can only send arms to Ukraine uh, that it will actually know how to use, pointing out that Ukraine's forces have long used much older equipment. Uh, Germany's decision to send offensive weaponry to the conflict to a conflict zone following Russia's invasion of Ukraine represented a historic reversal in policy and the first such move since World War II. Mm, which would mean they're probably feeling guilt about World War II. Uh, the Czech Republic has sent a shipment of T-72 tanks and BVP-1 infantry fighting vehicles to Ukraine. Reuters reports citing a Czech defense source. The reported delivery of the tanks is the first of its kind amongst NATO member countries, according to the Telegraph. A video posted online by a Czech television channel purportedly showed a train carrying five of each of the vehicles. Uh, Secretary of State Anthony Blinken said, Today, the Biden administration authorized an additional presidential drawdown of security assistance valued at up to an additional $100 million to meet an urgent Ukrainian need for additional javelin and uh, uh, anti-armor systems. Uh, 
which the United States has been providing to Ukraine and they have been using so effectively to defend their country. This authorization is the sixth drawdown of arms, equipment, and supplies from the Department of Defense inventories for Ukraine since August 2021. Uh, the U.S. announced new sanctions today on Russia's largest financial institutions and a number of individuals tied to the, uh, the Kremlin, uh, including uh, Putin's two adult daughters. Uh, the U.S. also announced sanctions on the wife and daughter of Putin's foreign minister, Sergei Lavrov. Uh, the United uh, Kingdom later announced its own sanctions, and the European Union were expected to follow suit as well, ramping up Western pressure on Moscow and Putin. Uh, the, uh, the full blocking sanctions on Russia's largest financial institution, uh, Spurbank, and its uh, largest private bank, Alpha Bank, are meant to grind Russia's economy further to a halt. They will prohibit transactions with any American financial institutions and freeze assets held by the banks in the U.S., even more assets being frozen. Surebank holds nearly one-third of Russia's total banking sector assets. And the White House says that with today's sanctions, more than two-thirds of the Russian banking sector are now blocked, according to the senior, uh, a senior administration official. Uh, that's what they said. In targeting Putin's two adult daughters, uh, Maria Putina and Katerina Tekonova, the U.S. hopes to freeze any assets Putin may be hiding with his daughters without detailing which of Putin's assets could be hidden there. So, I mean, I'm sure you have thought about hiding your assets with your children so you don't get caught. I'm sure he's doing the same thing. Uh, according to officials... Members of uh, Russia's Security Council, including former President and Prime Minister of Russian, Russia, Dmitry Medvedev, and Prime Minister Mikhail Mishustin, are also being targeted by individual sanctions. The U.S. has already sanctioned more than 140 oligarchs and their family members and over 400 Russian government officials. Uh, if you remember, that was uh, their, their whatever it is, a parliament or legislation, whatever, whatever you want to call them. Russian rubles have rebounded some. Uh, how, you ask? Uh, to do this, Russia restricted sales on conversions of rubles to other money, while at the same time, Russia's exporters, including its huge oil, gas, and metal companies, are required by law to convert 80% of their er earnings into rubles, helping drive the ruble higher. Uh, Russia slipped closer to technical default after foreign banks declined to process about $650 million uh, in payments on its bonds, forcing it to offer rubles instead. We talked about that, what was it, Monday? Or was it yesterday? I forget. Anyway, uh, while the finance ministry said that it considers it's fulfilled, considered it fulfilled its obligations in full, neither of the securities involved allowed payments in rubles according to bond documents. Uh, both notes have a 30-day grace period, uh, which is clicking right now. Um, according to the finance ministry, foreign banks rejected payments for bonds maturing earlier this month and for a, a coupon on notes due April 2042, leaving Russia to send ruble payments to the National Settlement Depository. Ooh, man. Are they getting pushed up against the wall? 
Uh, ratings firm S&P Global and Fitch Ratings said earlier this year that they would consider Russia being in default if it paid notes in a different currency than one agreed. And that would mean if they paid notes in rubles, which they're trying to do. Doesn't look good for Russia. Uh, pro, uh, and don't forget that $2 billion, more than $2 billion uh, uh, payment is due this month. And they don't have it. They do not have it. Uh, is China going to bear them out? Ba- uh, 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 is, gonna, is China going to uh, bail them out and, and pay it maybe? I don't know. India won't. India doesn't have the money. China does. <clears throat> uh, Pope Francis unveiled a war-torn Ukrainian flag from the uh, city of Bucha during his weekly general audience at the Vatican. Uh, Pope Francis said this flag comes from the war, adding that Ukrainian children had brought him the flag. He said these children had to escape and come to a foreign land. This is one of the fruits of war. Let us not forget them and let us not forget the Ukrainian people. Uh, Pope Francis described the uh, reports from Boca as a massacre and horrendous cruelty and called for an end to the war. Uh, Recent news from the war in Ukraine, instead of bringing relief and hope, brought new atrocities such as the massacre of Bucha. And that's what he said, the Pope. Intel has announced it has suspended all business operations in Russia, saying Intel continues to join the global community in condemning Russia's war against Ukraine and calling for a swift return to peace. Effective immediately, we have suspended all business operations in Russia. We are working to support all of our employees through this difficult situation, including our 1,200 employees in Russia. So I suppose they halted operations, but they're going to still pay the uh, Russian citizens who work for the company. Obviously, the citizens need the money, not the Russian government. Uh, This follows the company's move a month ago to suspend all shipments to Russia and Belarus. Uh, Intel joins a list of growing software companies that have stopped operations or shipments to Russia, including Oracle, and Oracle is uh, important, uh, SAP and IBM. Is there a crack in China's relations in Russia? Mm, Probably not really. Uh, Today, China called images that appear to show civilians in in Bucha and other Ukrainian cities intentionally killed, deeply disturbing, that's in quotes, and called, well, it it could have been translated, uh, and called for an investigation. Foreign Ministry uh, spokesperson Zhao Lijeng said China supports all initiatives and measures conducive to alleviating the humanitarian crisis uh, in the country and is ready to continue to work together with the international community to prevent any harm to civilians. I don't know, man. At a um, UN Security Council special session yesterday, Ambassador Zhang Jun acknowledged that the images of civilian deaths in Bucha were deeply disturbing, but when it came to attributing blame for the, uh, for the situation, uh, he urged, all sides should uh, exercise restraint and avoid unfounded accusations. Then said, the relevant circumstances and specific causes of the incident should be verified and established. Any accusations should be based on facts. Really? 
A foreign ministry uh, spokesperson, Wang Wenben, who said uh, humanitarian issues should not be politicized. All parties should exercise restraint and avoid groundless accusations before fact-finding was concluded, adding that China is willing to continue to work together with the international community to avoid harm coming to civilians, as I said. Uh, But China's own propaganda machine was in full force. State agency China News uh, Service ran a post on a popular uh, social media platform called uh, uh, Weibo, W-E-I-B-O. It's it's sort of like Twitter, but for China, because Twitter isn't, I don't think, Twitter isn't in China, is it? I don't think it is. Uh, Russia shows, and this is what it says, uh, Russia shows the video to prove that the Bucha incident is staged, uh, referring to a report from a Russian uh, state news agency which we all know is not entirely uh, believable. Uh, some, uh, they went on, some public shows uh, of, uh, oh, that was it. Uh, some public shows of skepticism can be seen even in, in, in China's social media platforms, which are really moderated. Even after being moderated, all sorts of stuff is showing up. Um, a widely followed military blogger wrote on Sunday, that Ukrainians were responsible for a massacre of civilians, but multiple users in the comments below suggested the details of the post were wrong. Fabricated! Uh, So at least a crack in how Chinese citizens see things. Maybe not the government, but Chinese citizens. Uh, The other Russian uh, sympathizer country, India, which has uh, also avoided criticizing Russia over the invasion, said it unequivocally condemned the situation in Bucha. Not Russia. They didn't condemn Russia. Uh, uh, Moving on. European Council President Charles Michel said today that granting asylum to Russian military deserters is a valuable idea that should be pursued. Michel who represents the bloc's government said in a message to Russian soldiers If you want no part in killing your Ukrainian brothers and sisters, if you don't want to be a criminal, drop your weapons, stop fighting, leave the battlefield. I would think many don't want to kill and would eagerly accept the offer. I mean, you've heard stories from Russian soldiers who are like, what are we doing here? Uh, Russian lawmakers today adopted a bill. Uh, Actually, this happened, this wasn't today. Uh, or, or, or maybe the bill was written before the war, but they adopted it today. Um, a bill to info, impose fines on anyone who equates the role the Soviet Union played in uh, World War II to Nazi Germany, a position it claims is necessary to counter slander by Baltic nations. In the third and final reading of a bill first introduced two days before, this is important. This bill was introduced two days before Moscow's invasion of Ukraine. It says fines and prison sentences were attached to the 2021 law that banned language associated actions by the USSR with Adolf Hitler's Germany. The bill bars comments from the public sphere, the internet or by media outlets, that draw parallels between the goals, decisions, and actions by Soviet leadership under Joseph Stalin and military actions taken under Nazi Germany. Uh, 
So this is this is my point. So they did this two days before the invasion. They wrote the bill two days before the invasion, just passed, which would indicate they were planning war crimes. They knew they would be compared to Germany or uh, Nazi Germany or to Stalin. Okay, okay. The owner of my building, you know, small business owner, nice guy, he survived Nazi Germany. He is 92 years old. His wife, 96. We talked on Monday. English is his second language. He's from Poland. He, he talked about what he is seeing on the news, including the atrocities in Bucha. He was angry and visibly agitated when we talked and compared what Putin was doing was exactly how he remembered Nazi Germany's invasion of Poland. He said the war crimes witnessed were the same he witnessed coming from Nazi Germany. So let me ask you who you're going to believe. Putin's propaganda machine or an actual survivor who saw his mother murdered by Nazis? Who do you want to believe? Do you want to believe him who compares them to Nazi Germany? Or do you want to believe Putin's propaganda machine? And the fact that they made this law two days before they, in, uh, they invaded Ukraine tells you that they planned war crimes. Moving on. Oil executives are being, uh, uh, are, are, are being questioned over soaring gas prices and profiteering. They're on the Hill today. Uh, I think they're still being questioned right now. We will have more to say on this later. Uh, I will say for now that the opening statements by Republicans were an amazing distortion of facts. It was unbelievable. I wanted to rip my hair out listening to them. It was driving me insane. And that the opening statements from oil executives started out with touting how they are investing in clean energy, even though the amount of the investment is a minuscule amount. And that amounts to really nothing. I mean, I, 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 a person who buys a Tesla is investing more in clean energy than they are. <laughs> uh, moving on. Uh, Ivanka Trump testified for about eight hours yesterday to the Select House Committee investigating uh, the insurrection. Her testimony via a remote video hookup ended around 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, Representative Benny Thompson said she's answering questions. I mean, you know, not in a broad chatty terms, but she's answering questions. <laughs> Thompson noted that the committee, uh, the committee didn't have to issue a subpoena to uh, Ivanka Trump as it has uh, for, you know, a number of other Trump White House veterans and other allies of the former president, some of whom have refused to testify still now. Uh, of which two of them, uh, the House uh, this week, are going to vote to uh, impose criminal penalties, or at least start the start the criminal criminal pen, penalties. Um, uh, he said, uh, uh, Thompson said, referring to um, Ivanka, she came in on her own. That has obvious significant value. Uh, asked by reporters if Ivanka Trump had provided any new information or new insights. In her testimony, Thompson said, eh, good try with the question. <laughs> He's ruined the question. He's not giving up anything. He's not giving up what's going on behind closed doors. He doesn't want Trump to know. 
Uh, moving on. Uh, he doesn't want Trump to know what his daughter, that his daughter is screwing him over. <laughs> we'll see. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Um, <clears throat> Title 42. Let's talk about Title 42. Uh, it's that Trump-era border expulsion policy that the Biden administration is moving to end after months of progressive pressure. Uh, Title 42 expulsions are removals by the U.S. government of persons who have recently been in a country where a communicable disease was present, which is, of course, every country in the world, <laughs> especially Mexico, uh, according to Republicans. Uh, yesterday, uh, led by Mitch the Bitch McConnell, Senate Republicans threatened to tank the new $10 billion coronavirus relief package unless Democrats allow a vote on an amendment to preserve Title 42. They want the vote because they know some Democrats in swing states will have to vote against it. Uh, Republicans in the Senate blocked a procedural effort to begin consideration of the bipartisan COVID-19 aid measure, which includes money to help the U.S. purchase coronavirus test kits, therapeutics, and vaccines. Senate uh, Minority Leader Mitch the Bitch McConnell told reporters, I think there will have to be an amendment on Title 42 in order to move the bill. So, Quest Diagnostic, one of the uh, uh, companies that has, have been supplying these tests, it's one of the major ones. I think it might be the major ones. Quest Diagnostics are everywhere. Uh, they quickly seized the opportunity to announce that patients without Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance coverage will be charged $125 for one of its PCR kits. Uh, remember, we are up against an Easter wall, the Easter break. This could delay passage by a month. Uh, last week, the CDC announced that Title 42 would no longer be in effect as of May 23rd, uh, which outraged anti-immigrant Republicans and drew objections from some Democratic lawmakers. You know who they were. Joe Manchin, West Virginia. Uh, Mark Kelly, the new senator from Arizona, who is a right-wing Democrat. That's the only way he could get elected. And Catherine Cortez Amasto from uh, Nevada. Moving on. Oh, the joy of DeJoy, Louis DeJoy. Uh, the DeJoy deal continues to get worse. Not only are we not getting electric vehicles for the Postal Service, but they will be built, or may be built, allegedly, at a non-union Oshkosh uh, defense plant. Uh, near the end of the U.S. House uh, Committee on Oversight and Reform yesterday, uh, AOC questioned Victoria Stephen. Uh, AOC rocks, by the way. Uh, she questioned Victoria Stephen, ex executive director of the Postal Service's Next Generation Delivery Vehicle Program, the NGDV, about whether the USPS considered Oshkosh's uh, unionized workforce in Wisconsin, in Wisconsin, and when the agency knew about the company's location decision. After noting that nearly $3 billion in a contract first announced in early 2021 will include an initial order of 50,000 NGDVs, the, uh, uh, um, the, the electric vehicles, um, I, I like to call them uh, non-gas delivery vehicles, but that's not what it's called. Um, 
only 10,000 of which will be electric vehicles. Ocasio-Cortez asked about whether Oshkosh's unionized workforce in Wisconsin was an important consideration or regarded as a favorable element in the decision-making process. Uh, Victoria Stevens said, The solicitation from the Postal Service requires domestic production only. It does not require particular locations or workforce. In other words, a unionized workforce, as she said, is not a contract requirement. It was not considered in the decision. AOC asked Stephen, uh, Ms. Stephen about Oshkosh's decision to complete production in South Carolina rather than Wisconsin, a revelation that came after the company won the contract. Uh, Stephen said, the Postal Service was made aware of that decision shortly before the public announcement, and it is a decision that's at the discretion of the supplier. So I'm thinking if this contract was based on union workers, they can cancel the contract, right? Is that what can happen? We'll see. Uh, Ocasio-Cortez then asked, Are you aware that Oshkosh Defense might be trying to circumvent its long-standing contract with the United Auto Workers Workforce? in Wisconsin by essentially building a brand new facility after the contract was awarded in a vacant warehouse in South Carolina? She said, I have no awareness of that, but I would encourage you to have that conversation with Oshkosh. AOC later tweeted, under Louis DeJoy's leadership, USBS is awarding multi-billion dollar contracts to defense contractors that are de-unionizing domestic vehicle production. It's absolutely heinous. He needs to go. And I would agree. And I'm sure you would agree. Uh, meanwhile, uh, in Congress, some Democrats are pushing for an even, even broader changes. Representative Jerry Connolly from Virginia, uh, um, uh, probably Northern Virginia representative, uh, last month introduced the Green Postal Service Fleet Act, which would block the Oshkosh contract by requiring that at least 75% of new USPS vehicles are electric or otherwise emission-free. We got to do this. We got to make this happen. It's really, I mean, you've seen the forecast of what's going to be happening in the next 20 years. It's going to be bad. And we've already passed the tipping point. I'm sorry to say this. I, I, I mean, they're saying we, we need to do something before we pass. We've already passed it. I, it, it all the signs are there. And I, we're going to have to remove carbon at the same time we stop uh, 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 providing carbon into the atmosphere. Uh, moving on. Kevin Stitt, Governor Kevin Stitt, Oklahoma's Republican governor, is preparing to sign what's been described as a worse-than-Texas abortion ban that would make performing uh, abortions at any stage of pregnancy a felony, punishable by up to a decade in prison. Uh, the GOP-controlled Oklahoma, Oklahoma House of Representatives voted 70-14 to 14 to approve Senate Bill 612, which would imprison health care providers who perform abortions at any time except to save the life of a pregnant woman in a medical emergency for 10 years or fine them $100,000. The measure, which was passed by the state Senate last year, heads to the desk of uh, Governor Stitt, who has pledged to sign every piece of pro-life legislation he receives. You're going to have to move out of Oklahoma. I'm sorry. Not really. 
Uh, this is extra problematic because in the panhandle of Texas and northeastern Texas, many were going to Oklahoma to get abortions. Uh, this bill is actually worse than Texas, uh, the Texas bill, because it bans abortion at conception. Now, with the U.S. Supreme Court's right-wing superior, uh, supermajority, Roe v. Wade is in trouble. Because you know this law is going to go to the Supreme Court. Moving on. A federal court ruling declared that the U.S. Interior Department under Trump had wrongly allowed the expansion of a, a coal mine in Montana. Uh, the Department's Office of Surface Mining, the OSM, uh, decided in 2017 that Signal Peak Energy could expand the coal mine, uh, the coal mine, al- allowing for extraction of 175 million more tons of coal and release 240 million tons of greenhouse gas emissions over 11 years. The approval was quickly challenged by a federal court uh, in uh, 2017, right around the same time, which found administration officials had put a thumb on the scale. By, and that's in quotes, by only considering potential benefits of the mine expansion instead of considering negative impacts. Like pollution, destroying the world. Uh, the OSM, uh, off, uh, Office of Surface Mining, the OSM com- uh, completed an, an environmental assessment which claimed the new admission, emissions resulting from the expansion would be an uh, be insignificant compared to global greenhouse gas emissions, which stand at 50 billion tons of carbon dioxide equivalents per year. But the Interior Department offered no convincing rationale for uh, for the finding. Uh, the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals ruled Monday in a two to one decision. Now green green groups are uh, asking Biden to take advantage of the ruling to keep coal in the ground. Uh, So that's it. That's it. Thanks for listening. Wednesday, April 6, 2022. Wednesday, April 6, 2022. Are you guys having a good week? I hope so. I I truly appreciate you. I really do. Bring someone with you if you can today or tomorrow. PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast, those four words, that's what you Google to find me. I'll show up right at the top of the search. Tweet to me, questions, insights, or come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. Or maybe you want to school me on something, or maybe you want to give me a story, maybe you want to yell at me, eh, whatever. Bring it on. And remember, always remember, government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget it. I'm Peter Lawrence reporting from Los Angeles.